beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. I'm Nubia. And this is Francis. And today we have Nicole Brewer with us. Nicole is an English language teacher, a travel blogger, and a freelance writer. Nicole has traveled to over 40 countries. She's currently living in Oman, but has lived in South Africa, Germany, and South Korea. Nicole is also the author of A Guide to Landing an English Teaching Job Abroad, and she is the co-founder of I Love to Globetrot, a travel site and community where she helps to inspire others travel and live abroad. Nicole, welcome to Chronicles Abroad. Yeah, welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No doubt. So, Nicole, tell us. Let's start off with something a little fun. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Name three adjectives that you would use to describe yourself. Okay, let's see here. Um, Three adjectives to describe myself. The first would be adventurous. I would also say that I am humble and that I am, let's see, what's the third one? I don't know. Inspiring? I feel like I've, I've had several people tell me that they're inspired by my story. So not even trying to be, but I would say that inspiring <laughs> too. So those, those are my three. I like it. I like it. So with that said, tell us your story. Who is Nicole Brewer and how did you come to live in Oman? Well, the story of Nicole. Okay. um, Let's see. I actually am from Detroit, Michigan. I graduated from the University of Michigan with a BA in communications. And actually, it's kind of funny because I never thought, I never saw in my, my plans was to be a teacher, especially a teacher abroad. Out of college, I had worked in sales for a little bit, and then I did market research. And back in like end of 2008, early 2009, I actually was laid off from my job. Like that was, oh, this is actually the 10-year <laughs> anniversary of uh, me moving abroad for the first time. I was working in market research. I was laid off, and I just kind of got frustrated with the job market back in the States. I, I was living in Chicago, and after like several months of looking for employment and not getting any hits, and I never had that experience. I was like, okay, I'll move abroad. I'll go for a year, teach abroad, save some money, come back. And here I am, 10-year anniversary, a decade later, I'm still abroad teaching. (laughs) So uh, my first time uh, teaching abroad, I was actually moved to South Korea, and I was there for three and a half years. And Korea was awesome, but I was ready for a change, something new. So ended up just randomly finding an opportunity teaching ESL at a college in Oman. And I taught in where I'm currently living, Nizwa, Oman, for one year decided to save up and go to grad school, left Oman, went to Germany for a year, and then decided to come back after I finished my uh, my master's program. And so here I am six years later, still in Oman, <laughs> living life and traveling and just enjoying um, the expat life. So that's that's my, my story in a nutshell. <laughs> nice. You know, I love how you took the opportunity. At the time, I'm sure it didn't seem like an opportunity, but, you know, you, you got laid off and... Mm-hmm you turned it around into something amazing had you not 
made that decision, you, you know, you wouldn't be having these experiences right now. So kudos to you. Thank you. What was it like living in Germany? So what brought you back to Oman? Well, it's interesting because when I went to Germany, like it, it was pretty, it was an awesome experience because the graduate program that I did, I actually, I was in Germany for 10 months. I actually left a little bit of, uh, out of that story. I was in Germany for 10 months. And then I did an internship in South Africa for three months. Um, I was studying humanitarian affairs. And at that particular time, I told myself, like, after I finished that MA program that I would try to work for like a nonprofit or NGO in Africa or somewhere. But after I finished the program, like I was looking up opportunities I apply again, apply for hundreds of jobs. I, I, I lost track, honestly, of how many and nonprofits or what have you. And then, you know, just again, ironically enough, saw that the college that I was working for was hiring again and was reached out to. And so I was like, hmm, okay, maybe I should think about going back to Oman for a bit. And again, a bit turned into several more years. (laughs) So it's just just kind of crazy, like how you have this certain plan and, you know, you end up going on a totally different route. But, you know, I'm grateful that I decided to come back because it's opened up so many doors, you know, with my travel writing and blogging and everything else that I have going on. So I mean, that's amazing because you were doing this before it was a big thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) So now you see in the last Mm -hmm. what three years, this travel movement is like blown up and now everybody's looking to move abroad. They're traveling abroad a lot more and doing those things. Did you have any concerns prior to going abroad your first time when you were Mm going to be gone? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there wasn't a lot of, I would say, resources mm-hmm, available mm-hmm. 10 years Agreed. ago. Agreed. Yep. <laughs> I do remember. Well, you know, it's funny because actually, of course, I, I had some concerns, but I was really inspired when I initially decided I will move abroad. Like, I actually had three girlfriends who had taught in Japan at the same time, like um, two or three years before I decided to move abroad. Right. So my first time actually like like leaving the U.S. or outside of the Caribbean, my first time leaving like, you know, that region was to travel and visit them in Japan while they were teaching there. So I was actually I had it kind of locked in the back of my mind, like it would be kind of cool to experience that. But yes, I was inspired by their story. So luckily for me, I was blessed enough to have girlfriends that I was able to reach out to and ask for advice. Even when I first started started looking at teaching abroad, I looked at Japan and I looked at South Korea because I had traveled to Japan, but Korea just had this certain pool. I was like, oh, I think I could see myself living here. And so yeah, Korea won. <laughs> but I, I was fortunate to have those people that I was able to reach out to. But yeah, I mean, I did try to do as much research as I can on social media, looking for different groups. And like there was a group that was called Brothers and Sisters. Actually, it's still pretty popular. It's called Brothers and Sisters of South Korea. And at that point, they were a young group, but I had reached out on there and, and asked questions. So, you know, I definitely utilized social media, but like you said, now it's just blowing up. Like I remember when that group only had a couple thousand and now they're like over 10,000 now. So yeah, it, it's it's funny. Like I've become a resource in this, um, this industry, not even planning on being one after just doing it for so long for others. Yeah. And we want to get into the community you've built in a bit, but what's it like being a black woman in the Middle East? Because I think, you know, some folks shy mm-hmm. away from visiting the Middle East and even living in that area. So can you just share with us what your experience has been like? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's quite interesting because like when I transitioned from living in South Korea to here, like I, I tell people, I was like, it's like night and day, like, you no, know, not just culture wise, you know, being in a place where you was able to party and do all these different things um, in Korea. And now, you know, I live in a more conservative city here in Oman, but 
you know, my experience has been great. I mean, honestly, the reason I've stayed as long as I have is because Omanis are really humble and they're just really nice people. So I, I felt pretty comfortable here. Like at first I was like, oh, when I remember when I stepped off the plane and I was, you know, so I was desert and, uh, and sand everywhere. And I was like, Nicole, what did you get yourself into? Like, I remember thinking that, <laughs> but, you know, sure enough, once I got into my city and met other expats, like I felt pretty comfortable here. And even like seeing some of the Omanis, like Oman is in um, Zanzibar, Tanzania, have a very close relationship and so you see like some of my students I look at them and I'm like oh you're Omani like they're they're darker than me you know what I mean like so you know the, the Zanzibari Omanis like some of the African Omani so like all the time I see people see me like tax my taxi drivers they're like oh hello sister like they call me sister all the time so I'm just like oh yeah okay <laughs> sounds good so you know people have this misconception I feel like because of the media of the Middle East but I'm grateful now, like, Oman is actually becoming more known. It's been on different lists for travel, you know, for 2019 on County and Ass and Lonely Planet and all these different publications. So people are, are like, oh, they didn't know where it was, but they know of Dubai. Like, they, that's that's like Big Brother, like, right next door. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty blessed. Like, I'm pretty grateful to live in this region. Nice. So what are a few things that you've learned about yourself throughout this journey? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Some of the things I've learned about myself, I definitely feel like I have become much more confident just in my ability to be able to to live abroad and integrate with other cultures and and feel com- you know comfortable around people who don't have the similar background as me, even speak the same language as me. I, I definitely feel like I've gained a level of confidence in just being able to network and, and feel comfortable talking to people from different backgrounds. Yeah, I would say that's the biggest thing. I, I've gained a level of confidence being away from my family. They're thousands and thousands of miles away. So I've had people tell me all the time, like, I, you know, I don't think I could ever do what you did, like leave my family. And now I'm like, eh, it's, it's a good life. I'm used to it. You know, <laughs> I go back home in the summers. I see them. But, you know, it, it takes a level of maturity to be able to, to live this lifestyle. Yeah, I definitely get that. And I believe that when you travel this much or when you start living abroad in different countries, you do build on those internal resources that you, you've always had, mm-hmm. but you haven't tapped into, right? Like you just said, you know, I have this new level of confidence. And that's what we try to encourage people all the time, because if you give yourself the opportunity to just get past that fear, Yes. Oh my God. Like your confidence levels shoot up because you're learning things almost every day. Like every day I have Absolutely. to, my wits are always like, like, I can't be comfortable all the time. And it doesn't mean I'm mm-hmm. uncomfortable. It just means that I'm alert. You know, I feel like being abroad and traveling as much makes you more present. Would you agree with that? Absolutely agree. 100% agree. That's what I tell people. Like that's, that, that's the biggest thing. It's just getting over that fear of the unknown. But once you actually put yourself in, like you said, these different scenarios, you're like, oh, actually, I came out unscathed. Like, I was able to do that. So it's, it's quite a you know fulfilling experience, really. So tell us a little bit about I Love to Globetrot. How did that come to be? You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips resources and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. Well, actually, it's it's funny because, you know, like I was saying how I was in South Korea for a few years. I mean, even just mentioning brothers and sisters in South Korea, like, you know, when I first moved abroad and 
I looked up resources. Like you said, they were very few and far between, um, you know. And so actually, I have a business partner, Renee, who is based in Australia now, but we met as teachers in South Korea. And so I was at the point where I was looking up opportunities to leave Korea and came across online and she was looking up opportunities and she came across Australia. So right before we actually left South Korea, we decided to start our own travel community because we, we thought it would be really cool to document our experiences of as black women living abroad and also just to be able to inspire other people to consider this lifestyle of living abroad and traveling abroad. So really, that's how it initially came to fruition, like right before I left Korea. And we both came together and, you know, we started the blog, the website, about the Glow Tribe the same day that we started the Facebook group. Like we always had the vision to have this encompassing community where people can answer questions and also to be able to document our experiences on the website. So, yeah, that was over six years ago. And actually, no, no, seven years. Wow. It's <laughs> 2019. Yeah, that was seven years ago. And so here we are today. So tell us a little bit about your members. What are they like? We actually we, we are really close to 10,000 members now. And our members are they're located all over the world. Like you know, we, we have a, a probably a higher percentage of people who are living in the States just because we're both from the States and what have you. And people are interested in traveling abroad. But we do have a fair amount of members who are expat teachers like us and working for the government and doing our, you know, some people are just traveling abroad and not necessarily living abroad. So we have a pretty diverse group of people, which, you know, we've been committed on the fact that we've been able to keep this community up, considering we don't just have one niche of like, you know, black Americans or, you know, only teachers. Like It's just open to anyone who's interested in travel. So why do you think a community like that is important? Good question. I feel like it's important because being able to help one another, like we all have different experiences, you know, as, as an African-American and as someone from New Zealand and someone from Oman, like we all have our different experiences that we can bring to the table. So it, it's a beautiful thing when you are able to just have a community of people from different walks of life, but with, with the same passion, the same goal of like traveling and living abroad to be able to help one another and answering questions. So yeah, I think we built a nice little community. I'm pretty proud of where we're at today with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's beautiful because, you know, people need to have a place where they can just, because what I've seen in a lot of some other communities, people ask questions and then mm-hmm. maybe one or two people answer and there'll be like thousands of people in there. And I think, you know, people are really yeah. looking for answers. You know what I mean? They're looking for help. And, you know, if you have the answer, then, you know, definitely provide that. And that's what we encourage a lot of our listeners to do because they don't know where to start. And joining a group is a great way to be inspired. I've seen people, some of the communities that I'm a part of, I've seen Mm. people just by seeing other people make those decisions. They then go back and start making those decisions for themselves. So I love groups like that. Thank you. Yeah, I totally agree. That, that's really our goal. You know, and he, even sometimes, like you, you said, sometimes like people post and sometimes, you, you know, it's true. You may not get a response. And it's like, that's my job as an admin and my other admins in the group. are like, OK, let's bump this. Let's see if people you know, get, it just kind of gets buried on the wall sometimes. So it's like we try to keep it, you know, where people are able to see it and make sure that whoever is able to help that they do, they're able to reach out and do it. So. So tell us, why do you feel that is it important for people to travel and potentially live abroad? Mm. Well, I feel, you know, travel, the beautiful thing about travel is I feel like you're not only traveling to go to a place and just take pretty pictures. You know, most of us who are, are really passionate about travel, like when we go to different places and integrate in integrated communities that are our typical community 
we're not only learning about that community, but we're also learning a lot about ourselves. And like, like I said, gaining that level of confidence in your ability to be able to have a dialogue with someone who's from a totally different background than you. I feel like, you know, traveling is educational. You know, I, I wish that was something that more students are able to do. Yeah, traveling, it, it, and you learned a bit about yourself, but you're also learning about the world around you. So, you know, I, I can't recommend it enough. So, you know, I know you go back on home and stuff. Do you ever get homesick or like, how do you deal with what kinds of challenges have you faced being, you know, living abroad? Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, the longer I've been abroad, I feel like the more I am able to have the ability to get over homesickness. But of course, you're always going to miss your family. Like, you know, even just this past holiday season, you know, I, I felt like it was a and, and I live in the Middle East on top of it. So like I worked on Christmas and New Year's this year, like we it's not even celebrated in this region. So sometimes it's hard to say, oh, I got to go to work on Christmas Day. I can't even be with my family, you know, so it, it definitely can be difficult. You know, thank thank God for Skype and WhatsApp and Facebook and so many different social media outlets to be able to talk to your family. But it, it can be a bit difficult. And that's what I was saying. It was just like, you know, building up that level of like self-sufficiency, you know, being able to be abroad because, you know, it's not easy. I, I, I've, I've had people, you know, I've had friends who were able to do it for six months a year and they're like, I can't, I can't take it. I got to go back home. I got to, I miss my family. So the longer I've been doing it, the definitely the, the more confident I've been. But it's also important to have a strong support system when you are abroad. Like I have an uh, excellent community of expats that I've met in my time teaching abroad. So even if I can't talk to family, it's like, okay, I know people all around the world. So if I can't, you know, the time zone difference, eight, nine hours, I can't reach my family. I know someone that I'm able to reach out to and talk to if I am feeling like sad or what have you. So, you know, that that's another blessing about traveling and going abroad and just meeting people from all over the world. So. So let's talk about what the real issue at hand. Let's talk about mm-hmm. dating. What is dating Ooh, like in the Middle East, my dear? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm yeah. in Asia, you know, you in Asia. I'm like, Shut that shit's up. non-existent over here. So I wonder <laughs> what it's like over there. Yeah. Talk to us. Girl. Oh, that's the million dollar question I get. <laughs> child. Um, Dating in the Middle East can be the experience, I must say. I mean, I know you, you ladies, you live in Asia, so you're quite familiar with as expats. Like, you know, sometimes you, you you just want to be able to go out with a fellow American, but a lot of, you know, especially where I live in the Middle East, like, you know, the average teacher here is like in their mid-30s, maybe late-30s, early-40s. And so a lot of people in this region that are expats are already married or, you know, people just are like, okay, I'm just here to work on my master's. Like, I'm focused. Like, I'm not really worried about dating. So, like, the pool gets smaller and smaller, I feel like, the longer I've been in this region. I have had an experience with dating someone who was a local once. He was African Omani. And, yeah, that didn't work out and I don't know if I necessarily highly advise dating someone who is from you know this different culture because that that was kind of disastrous but you know you live and learn you have experiences but um okay yeah girl but um I'm currently actually I've been talking to someone who's another expat but he's uh of African descent you know he's been living here for a while so you know it it can happen but you have to be patient because it hasn't been an easy easy journey (laughs) I must say yeah, the cultural difference, not that I don't have any experience dating anybody in Asia. However, mm-hmm. I speak to other people who have and the cultural difference is real. Yes. Like real, real, you know, in a sense that especially if they're not haven't had a lot of exposure to the American culture and they don't, mm-hmm. they're not quote unquote Americanized even just a little bit. It really poses some challenges, 
some differences. And I, I'll never forget, I met somebody when I was in Japan, and he he was I don't know how to describe it, but you know, he and he was African, mm-hmm. but they're very much like um, you know, okay, you know, get married, have baby, and I'm just like, yes. No. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Yes. So, so all that is a little different. Yeah, you know, so it's not, there's, there's no, there's different steps and there's different progressions. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be either, you know, be a little bit open to that or be like me who's going to take a break from Asia. I've been in Asia for three years, you know, almost mm-hmm. three years now. So I think I'm maybe find another continent and see how that works. <laughs> I understand. I definitely understand. Look, it wasn't working in North America. It's not working in I Asia. know, right? Where can I go, Lord? <laughs> I've been X all over the place. It's true. It's true. But yeah, I I say, you know, dating woes, that's just universal. It seemed like in the States, it wasn't a breeze. It's definitely not a breeze abroad. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta weed them out. You know, (laughs) it's definitely definitely an experience to be at. (laughs) So what kind of projects are you currently working on? I've noticed that you have an upcoming trip. Can you tell mm. us a little bit more of the stuff that you're working on? And uh, Absolutely. Let's see. Currently, I, like you said, I actually, I have, you know, I'm a teacher by day, blogger by night. You know, that's what I, my, my tagline. So, so I'm actually traveling to Ghana, which I'm very excited about because after doing my ancestry DNA test um, a little over a year ago, I saw that like the highest percentage was Ghana, Ivory Coast and a little bit of Cameroon, a little bit. Of, so like, that's been one of my goals as while I'm living in the Middle East is to tackle see more of um, Africa. So I've been in about seven countries now. And so Ghana will make eight. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that trip. I will be blogging, obviously, about my experience. I have a few hotels that I've reached out to that I'll be doing reviews for. So yeah, really just trying to step my travel writing game up because it, it can be hard when you're working for a time to really stay on top of it. But, you know, actually, I, I just had a PR director reach out to me randomly today. It was like, look at that. Like, um, asked me about my travel for the rest of the year and they were like oh you know they gave me a list of hotels and they were like where are you going here there just let us know we can try to set up a review for you so I was like whoa like usually I'm the one who was reaching out to seven eight hotels in every country I'm going to travel to just to see if I can get a bite so that that was just like that that was so amazing to see that email like wow I think it pitched him he actually reached out to me so that's, that's awesome. awesome congratulations thank you yes I, we love to see our sisters excel oh, thank you Get it, girl. I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, I was like, let me let me go ahead and have a little wine, have have a toast to that tonight (laughs) because it was it was a it was a good day. It was a good day. So, so so, what's the goal? Do you plan on maybe being one hundred percent full time with our love to globetrot, or do you plan on kind of just juggling both? Sorry to interrupt, guys, but we have some amazing news to share. We are launching our From Novice to Nomad, the ultimate blueprint to moving abroad course, where we're literally going to walk you step by step into the moving abroad process. Yes. And so we meet you where you are in your journey. So make sure to pre-enroll now. Grab your seat while you can. Link will be in the show notes. So we look forward to seeing you guys well, that is a good question. Um, that's where, you know, honestly, me and Renee were just having that conversation recently. We were just like, man, you know, it's like to be able to just travel full time and, and be able to write about it. I feel conflicted sometimes because as much as I'm grateful for like these opportunities, doing hotel reviews and things like that, like sometimes I think to myself, OK, if you were traveling every day 
for 365 days, like, would you still enjoy it as much as when you, you know, have one offs here and there? Like, I kind of go back and forth on if that's really my goal or, you know, just to continue to do the writing and maybe have another venture. Like, you know, I know long term goal will be to still live, live abroad. Like, I love traveling and maybe open up a B&B somewhere or have like, you know, a summer home here, a winter home there. Like, that would be the ideal dream for me, like digital nomad lifestyle. So I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, you know, I'm weaving my, my, my niche now. So <laughs> I'll get there hopefully in the next few years to figure it out. I think that's amazing. Thank you. You know, you have to have ambition. You have to have drive and you have to have like a purpose. Mm. And y- you're just doing everything that you're passionate about. Travel, teaching and all of those things. And you're marrying those things. <laughs> And you're helping others, and at the same time, it's a, it's a lot. People don't people think that when we live abroad, we're on a daily vacation. Oh, girl, yes. <laughs> and that's just so far from the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to tell people that all the time. Yes, agreed. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're in a different part of a like a region where most people are not trying to go vacation. Yeah. So I can only imagine how tough that is. With us living in Thailand, there's people that come mm. in and out of Thailand on a regular basis, yes. right? They're like, I'm coming to Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't hear many people like, girl, I just bought my ticket to Oman. <laughs> hey, that's the truth. And that's, and that's the thing. I feel like, I, honestly, I kind of feel like a little ambassador, like uh, Oman, like in the group, I'm always posting like, oh, did you guys see this article? You know, we made it, we topped the list. And I'm like, come visit me. Like, I'm literally trying to get people to come visit. Cause I'm like, this place is amazing. And like you guys should check it out and, and you know like people do come to middle east like a lot of people when they think of middle east they automatically think of dubai and i'm like we are five hour drive away like a 45 minute flight come to dubai in oman like i'm always plugging my little country because a lot of people don't even know where it is or know about it so you know i'm, I'm grateful that it is starting to finally top get on some lists yeah and we've heard some, I've, i mean i've heard some really great things about it mm-hmm. and how friendly the people are and I've heard really positive things so it's Oman is on my list absolutely yeah come go. visit <laughs> I'll be here <laughs> nice I should say inshallah I'll be here after six years are you a resident like do you have yeah, residency you have a work permit? Hmm. Yeah, I have a work permit. Yeah, I I don't even know if I can call it a temporary residency, but I do I do have a residence residency card, so I am a resident, but like I don't know if I can just like stay here forever. Like I haven't I haven't figured that out yet. Like as far as you know, I did see something recently, like Oman and Dubai, they actually have opened it up recently for expats to be able to buy like a property here, but it's not particularly cheap. But it is a possibility to be a resident here long term. So We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. <laughs> and we can actually go to what you said about it not being cheap. When mm-hmm. people in the States, they're, they're not educated about the Middle East. A lot of us aren't. And the first thought when you hear Middle East, it's like desert sands, you know, yeah. just this whole like misconception that it's not modernized or whatever like the middle east is rich they got some beautiful architecture they have some wonderful food they have clean roads i mean literally i'm just like in awe in the places that i've seen in the middle east like doha Mm -hmm. or abu dhabi Mm -hmm. Dubai. I'm just like, people are missing out if you really just watch the news and only see certain parts of the Middle East. Hey, man. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's it's funny you say that because like, you know, I was was talking about how Oman has really been trying to push tourism because like, you know, Oman, we are 
as rich i say we like i'm really i'm a resident <laughs> like i'm a local but oman isn't as rich as like some of the like you said doha and bahrain and uae like you know, even as working as a teacher like the teachers that work there they, they're making bank like i do okay but i'm not making like a ton of money because oman is not a super rich place but it's a beautiful place and i'm and i'm happy here but some of these luxury resorts like i mean like i said i'm, I'm here at the, in the right time and you know praise god because with my blog and i have had the opportunity to stay at like the shangri-la and some of these amazing resorts that are here in this region to and to be able to write about them for the blog and it's just like ooh, you guys you're missing out if you don't consider a holiday to this region so yeah it's definitely a beautiful place yeah so nicole how do you balance it all i mean you got a full-time job you're doing trips you're freelance writer where do you find the time girl that is a good question <laughs> i'm still trying to figure it out like i mean this is a beautiful thing because since i am a teacher like you know we get a, we get a fair amount of holidays like you know i was complaining before but i should i really shouldn't complain because i am really grateful you know i have to work on christmas but okay I, I don't have christmas off but i have you know a week vacation that i'm getting ready to take to ghana my students you know i work at a college my students are off on winter break you know i was able to take two weeks but i decided just to take one week so i can save the rest of my vacation vacation time I get 60 days total out of the year in addition to some of the other holidays that we get so like I'm using five of my days for my winter break and combine that with the weekend that's technically nine days to go to Ghana and then you know when uh summer vacation come I'll have 55 days left to see my family go to the states usually I tack on another trip somewhere in there Europe or somewhere so you know I definitely have the opportunity to to travel because I am a teacher and I have the, the luxury to do it when we have the vacations and I'm always trying to squeeze a vacation in somewhere <laughs> so yeah I, I make it work make it work i think what it comes down to <laughs> if, if it's something that you're really passionate about you know that you really enjoy you know you, you make it work absolutely absolutely i agree <laughs> so nicole what advice do you have for folks who have reservations about making that move abroad So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight, check that item off your bucket list, and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. Mm. Well, you know, if it's something that you are considering but still on the fence about, I highly recommend reaching out to other people who have done it. You know, you know, my inbox is open. People are always messaging me about living in the Middle East and they can email me. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys have a link to the I Love the Glow Trot to the site. So, you know, reaching out to people who have done it and, and getting that inspiration from them and joining travel communities like I Love the Glow Trot and Brothers and Sisters of South Korea. You know, there are opportunities out here with social media to reach out and really i mean I, I feel like the biggest thing to do to get over fear is just do it you know do your research obviously but you never know until you try you know my initial plan was only go for a year and here i am a decade later like that was not my plan but that was that was god's plan so it just worked out <laughs> you know now i think that's solid advice even if you have the fear you just do it anyway because it's just you're never going to get past it there's just no other way to get past mm -hmm. fear except to just look it yeah. straight in the eyes absolutely absolutely nicole what's a mantra that you live by or a quote that keeps you motivated Oh, that's a good one. I feel like I, I read so many different quotes about travel and what have you. One that, that sticks in my mind is all who wander are not lost. 
Like, I feel like some people feel like, oh, well, you know, you're traveling all the time. You're going to these different places. You know, what are you trying to get away from? Or, you know, what are you running from? That's I feel like that's a big misconception about people who travel a lot and, and go to different places. But I'm like, I'm not lost. I am living like this is my, my passion, my dream. Like, so, yeah, all who wander are not lost. So that's a big one for me. Yeah, I love that quote, too, because I know for me, I move around a lot. And I moved around a lot as a kid. And so, mm-hmm. but it just feels right for me to kind of like yeah. explore different places and countries, maybe spend a few months here, a few months there and kind of do that slow travel, immerse mm-hmm. myself in that culture and really have a true experience. And it doesn't mean I'm lost. It just means, I think what happens, and I talk about this a lot, but we have lost our ability to be curious about things. Mm, yes. Think, you know, when we're curious about life and these things, and that's what gets us to these places. That's what got you here, uh, having PR people call you you know what I'm saying you got curious right. about certain things about life and curiosity can lead you to some beautiful paths amen that is so true I do feel like you know there's a certain innocence like you know when we were kids we we're always like touching things and trying to, to find things you know that curiosity definitely feels like it, it gets lost as, as we get older so that that's a beautiful thing about travel like you're always curious you're always learning about new new cultures and what have you so I, th- I think that's important to to like I said before, not only learn about different places, but also learn about yourself, like see what you're really made of. So that's awesome. That is true. That is true. Oh, my gosh. Everybody got to put Oman on the books. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yes. We're going to have to <laughs> do it. And reach sure. out to Nicole. She'll be a travel guide. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but I can I can message. <laughs> Girl, because you so know what I do. It's up to me, people. I really am. I am always telling people, come visit, come visit. And then when they take me up, I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, oh, you're here. I'm- you're outside already? <laughs> Wait a minute. So on your blog, you have that time I met Nas and Yazin Bay. Yeah. And Roxanne Shantae in Dubai. Girl. Tell us a little yes. bit about that. Because you you would look like you're in your glory. I would be too. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was cheesing ear to ear, right? And that picture, I was like, how is this happening? I mean, you know, yeah, I went to Dubai. They had this fashion slash hip hop events called Soul DXB and all of these different brands, Adidas and what have you. And they brought out these different hip hop people and I'm just like this is my childhood in Dubai like how does this happen so yeah that was a blessing like seriously I went to go see one of Nas's um, talks and afterwards he was gracious he was taking pictures with fans and I was just like okay let me get in where I fit in that's awesome (laughs) yeah girl something to remember for sure so Nicole tell our audience where they can find you how they can keep track of your adventures and get nice uh, resources about teaching all that good stuff Oh, okay. Well, you can follow us on the, the blog. The website is called I Love to Glow Trots. And it has a little unique spelling. It's not L-O-V-E. It's actually L-U-V. And then the number two, because it's me and my business partner, Renee. So I love to glow trot.com. And we also have the social media pages that go by the same name at I Love the Glow Trot for Facebook and for Twitter and Instagram and what have you. And, you know, on there, if anybody have any questions about teaching abroad, you know, they definitely can reach out to me because I did, like like you mentioned before, I self-published a book on Amazon, A Guide to Landing an English Teaching Job Abroad. So, you know, I have that resource out there for you guys. So, yeah, definitely reach out. And if you have any questions, I'm here. Well, thank you, Nicole, so much. We had a great time learning more about the Middle East and excited about Oman. Have you been? Well, do you have any little little facts or little fun tips about traveling to the Middle East? Ooh, that's a 
good question. You know, actually, I would say if people are interested in like finding different flight deals and what have you, like in, in my travel group, I Love the Glow Trout on Facebook, like we have, you know, this guy, he's, he goes by the name of Seven. Like he's our flight deal king. People are always posting like uh, travel flight deals in the community. So, you know, I, I definitely feel like if people are interested in coming here, they should definitely check out that group because we're always posting deals to Dubai. And Oman is only, like I said before, it's like a 45 minute flight away. So you can just hop on over and do a combo trip to Dubai in Oman. I always recommend people try to combine the two if they're looking into coming to this region. So yeah, keep those eyes peeled for those deals. I'll say it. And I love the glow drop. So you heard it, folks. Go join the group. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Check it Thank out. you, Nicole, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This was fun. <laughs> yes, Nicole. And we'll definitely keep in touch. Absolutely. Yeah, come visit me. Like I said, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com, for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.